don't be so hard on yourself. So whatever you want to do, you can make that into a business, but everything has to come with a price, right? Consistency is the price that you have to pay. No matter whatever you want to do, be consistent at it, but never lose hope and don't be so hard on yourself. to MDF Instruments Crafting Wellness Podcast. I am Sear. I'm a 24-year-old nursing student, and I go to the University of San Francisco. How far along are you in school right now? So I just finished my fifth semester out of six, so hopefully I'll be done in four months. So one more semester left. One more semester, yeah, final okay. stretch. So you finish the final stretch, and then and then you take the NCLEX? Is that and how then it? I take the, yeah, the big NCLEX, yeah. So have you decided or planned out a little bit, started studying, or are you just going to get through the last semester and then start studying? Um, so my school, there's some schools that require a exit HESI um, in order for you to be able to take the NCLEX. So I technically have to pass the exit HESI in order to graduate, then be able to take the NCLEX. So I have to get over that hump first. And then once I get over that, then I'll be able to then put my focuses on the NCLEX. So can you tell us a little bit about a HESI? Some schools require a HESI to get into the nursing program, you know, to see your score and stuff like that. It's also called, uh, there's another one called the TEAS, the TEAS exam. A lot of people are, are familiar with that, that you have to take that. And then depending on your score, certain schools will decide if they want you or not. The exit HESI is something to make sure that it's to prepare you for the NCLEX. So certain schools, like uh, I know my schools are private, but uh, I think it's mostly privates that do this, but they require you to, to take the exit HESI and show that you have this score. And that's gonna show that you're most likely gonna pass the NCLEX. So it's kind of for their confirmation. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like they did their job. They yeah, yeah, pretty much. They gave yeah. the knowledge you needed to go on and succeed after you finish. Tell me a little bit about like what nursing school has been like for you. There's a lot of different avenues people can take to get into nursing or what kind of specialty they want to be in or just what kind of career path they want to go down. Have you thought at all about a specialty you want to get into or what, what life looks like down the line for you as far as your career? Or are you kind of just still feeling everything out? I, I started college and I did I was going to do two years of business because I also do like graphic design and stuff like that. But um, my sister got her degree in pharmacy and I was kind of like in interested because she, she, she was watching Grey's Anatomy and I was all like, I started watching it. I was like, this seems like very interesting. Like I would love to like get into this field. So I decided to volunteer at a, at a hospital. Um, it's called Sutter. And then I was in the emergency department. Um, so my first day as a volunteer, there was someone who came in with a trauma, a GSW, a gunshot wound. And it was my first day there, you know? So like I'm there in the corner as a volunteer watching a doctor do like an open chest tube just to like, to save this man's life, you know? And I'm just there and I see all the nurses, you know, helping out. And the, and the guy, was, when he came in, he was like, I have, I have this new daughter blah, 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 like, you know, please save me. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is awesome. Like I, you get to help this person. Right. But then at the same time, I'm also like, okay, I'm watching this. Am I able to like, you know, some people get nauseated with blood or seeing stuff like that. So I'm there, like, if I can handle this, 
I might be able to actually, you know, do this. Watching this all happen, in that moment, I told myself, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. I'm from, well, I was born in California, but my family's from Afghanistan. So it's like a war-torn country, you mm -hmm. know? So I kind of, you know, they, they put so much effort into bringing um, me and my sister into a better place to get better schooling and stuff like that. So I was all like, you know, it's a win-win, you know, I get to... Uh, help other people and do something with this opportunity and um you know why not do it why not go ahead and pursue something that i find interesting and that i can help other people so um i'm thinking er maybe but you know the emergency department emergency room so i think that's the the path i might go into but um i'm still open-minded that's so interesting how you know we just like go along life sometimes and then we just get an inkling to go do something. And then that can sometimes lead us down this whole other rabbit hole of passions that we didn't even really know that we had. Yeah. Um, it just goes to show you when you have that little voice inside and something sparks you and you go, that's really interesting. Or I want to know more about that. You should always follow that kind of instinct in you because it just leads you down to more where you're supposed to be going with your life. I think when you volunteered, at what capacity were you Obviously, you weren't in healthcare at that time. So, what kind of things were you doing as a volunteer um, for people who maybe yeah. want to go start doing that? So, when I was volunteering, um, you it was like mostly restocking stuff. Um, you know, you you I'd maybe bring water to the patients. Um, sometimes, uh, maybe get something from the supply room for a nurse. Uh, mostly just like restocking, um, helping patients to the room and stuff like that. But the the hospital that I was at, Sutter, they're so like they let the volunteers a little bit more like experience get 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 more exposure. So they'll let you in the room when stuff is occurring. So like, there's other hospitals that will just like let you just do paperwork and you don't get any experience at all. So I would say really like talk to people who volunteer in certain places, um, see what their experience is like. And if they have a good experience and they get better exposure, maybe that might be the hospital to look at. But also, I do also want to say is like, like you said earlier, like, you know, whatever intuition you have or whatever, like, it's good to like follow that. I think um, if you don't know what you want to do, like, especially like I was just, you know, I was just business, but I went in to go volunteer to see if it was right for me. So whatever anybody feels like, you feel like something might be right for you, go volunteer, find an internship, and then you can make your decision on whether if this is for you or not. So that's like the best way. So Yeah, that's, that's great advice. I love that. So did you actually end up going and getting your BA in business or did you just kind of no yeah so i so i switched so i did two years i I'm, i've always been a full-time student uh it's uh, i graduated high school in 2016 so it's been a few years now but um i did two years full-time student ready to transfer and then i was all like oh nursing and then nursing has prerequisites so i did another two years of nursing prerequisites so that's four years in community college and then I transferred over. So now I'm in my second year of nursing. I love that. I love that you can just find the different paths to however you want to get there. You don't have to know right now when they're younger, like I want to do this and do this and do this all in a linear way. You can start something and then it's better to start and then stop and say, eh, no business, not for me. Maybe I need to go down this route a little bit. I just want to kind of just dive into 
what people can expect and at what semester are you going in and like having patients and having those interactions? When does that kind of start? Right. And just what, what people to expect during the journey of nursing school. Like I think sometimes people in their minds think, oh, I'm just like learning from a book, I'm studying and then I'm learning and I'm taking tests and stuff. But obviously there's a practical bedside part to nursing. So I yeah. would like to hear about that a little bit. So coming into nursing school, didn't really know what to expect. Um, I realized they make you get white scrubs at first. You know, it doesn't really make sense, right? You can get all types of stuff on you, right? And it, it's going to show, right? The whole point of scrubs is also to, to also, like, you know, cover up or whatever, not make it look super noticeable that you got stuff on you. But anyways, um, yeah, so, we, you know, we get white scrubs. Um, and first semester your first semester in nursing school especially mine was kind of you do um cna work which um you know is a i is, is definitely needed it's something that um i think everybody is like you know anyone who gets into the healthcare field or whatever especially like nursing or even if you want to become a doctor like doing being a cna it teaches you a lot um you're there with a the patient you're doing everything for the patient helping them clean clean themselves up at their lowest point, you know, it's, uh, it teaches you, um, it teaches you a lot about yourself just as much too. So, but, um, yeah, so you, you're following the CNA, you're doing a lot of shadowing, you're helping them out with whatever they need, you know, moving the patient from a side, helping them, you know, wash the patient, doing, um, hygiene care. Um, that's kind of what you can expect your first semester. Uh, second semester is a little bit more hands-on. But um, in this scenario, this story, it was my first semester. Um, so, you know, there's there's call lights that you can go answer. Um, I heard I had a patient. I heard a call light. So I went to go into the room and he's like, I need to use the restroom. You know, I'm like, OK, well, you know, he's able to move and, you, you know, walk to the restroom. But like, you know, when he has to go, this patient has to go. So, you know, I try to. I try to like, you know, I'm holding his hand, we're going. And he's like, it's coming. It's I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what? Like, you know, like we're bro, we're all like, we're like a few feet away. And uh we're right next to the restroom. It just happens. It just he just like misses it. And then and then he but then, you know, we still make it to the restroom, we still make it to the toilet, but he misses it. And he, and he looks at me, he's like, it's a bad day to wear white scrubs. And I'm just like in shock. And I'm just like, man, like this guy did not really just clown on me right now. Like he, he like, you know, he came at me. I'm trying to help you, sir. And he's just like, he makes something light out of it. I was just, I, I don't know. I was just like, at that moment, white scrubs have to go. Imagine if I did get it on myself. Yeah, but like white is terrible. Like anyone who's had, you know, sneakers or just like anything, you can't, <laughs> you, you know that it's going to get dirty way easier. Just yeah. And, and in healthcare, you're talking, you know, there's all kinds of fluids you're dealing with, uh, you know, blood and, and, and pus and, you know, urine and feces and like vomit. I mean, everything, right? So white seems like a terrible idea. Um, yeah, so, but recently, so for, for my school, um, we had, we had a student, well, there's, we have three guys in my, in my class. One of the guys, 
uh, he was wearing all white scrubs, and one of the teachers noticed what his boxers, his boxer briefs were see-through. <laughs> and and at that moment, they're all like, all right, we're changing the colors. So we wear white tops, but now green bottoms. How big is your class? Because you said there's three other guys. So is there four of you total? Is it just predominantly female? It, it yeah. is. So for my school, my cohort, um, my program is kind of small of like 20 people in a cohort. So um, each semester you're with those same 20 people until you graduate also we have our clinicals we have split um so clinicals for what you got if some people that don't know what clinicals are it's uh it's kind of you know you're going to go shadow the nurse and getting your experience throughout nursing school so our cohort splits it so not everyone's at the hospital at the same time so there's a wednesday group and a friday group and i'm on the friday group i'm the only male in the friday group so all the males are on the Wednesday group. So I know I, I've, I've posted some pictures on social media and some people are like, oh, you're old. you're like the only male. That, well, I mean, there's there's more. But in my group, in my Friday group, I'm just like the only male. So, yeah. I feel like more and more men are coming to nursing. And that's actually how I personally have an affinity for nurses. So when I was like 20 years old, I got um, adjusted by a chiropractor incorrectly. And he did something where basically I didn't get um, blood to my brain. And so I passed out and I um, peed myself and I lost vitals and I woke up uh, in an ambulance and went to the emergency room. And I, I was in California all by myself and didn't have any family or anything there, no friends, nothing. And I was so scared because I didn't know what had happened to me, you know, I was just very alone and afraid. And I had a male nurse who, um, he like put socks on my feet cause I was cold and like took care of me and made me feel so safe. Um, that like when I got released and like a week later, I wrote a thank you note and like dropped it off at the hospital just to let him know like how much that he meant to me. And it's not like a male or female thing. It's just a nurse thing. And I was like, wow, nurses are amazing. And he really went that extra mile, but you know, I've been to the doctor a lot and I I don't see very many nurses. We, can we call you nurses? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really happy to see that it does seem to be growing. It does seem to be like, you know, four out of 20. Okay, we can get those numbers up. I know that you're going to be a great nurse no matter what specialty you get into, but it sounds like emergency room medicine might be for you. But I do have a warning. I have talked to a lot of people who you know, when you get into emergency room medicine, night shift, that night shift is a thing. You have to start out. Are you a night owl? I am. I am a night owl. Yeah. That's good. Because <laughs> I hear like when you first start out, you have to do um, night shifts. Yeah. A lot of night shifts. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do photography and, and I cut hair, but like photography, editing photos, some depending with my school schedule, I might stay up to like 4 a.m. editing photos. So yeah, like being a night owl is kind of. That's awesome. I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Okay, so you cut hair yeah. and you photography. Let's talk a little bit about your passions. How did you come into this? Like what, what any stories there? I had just got an internship at Apple in my senior year of high school. Um, so I had money saved up and I my friend would always cut my hair. The internship ends and I need to look for a job what can I do to manage school and, you know, have hours that I need for myself and then the rest that can go to school um, and, you know, and work. So um, I just, I just paid 
$500 for equipment and I just went in full, full, full at it because I already found interest in it. So my thing was, if I'm going to put money into this, I need to make this money back. Right. So, um, so I did that. I, I used to get practice. I used to drive somebody at 30 minutes, pick him up, bring him back to my house, cut his hair and then drive him 30 minutes back for free. I didn't charge him or anything, but that's what I needed to do to learn, right? So you have to do what you got to do to learn. I, it was an investment from myself. And now, you know, uh, I, I have an appointment on my website um, and people book them. And, you know, I cut one day a week, Saturday from nine to three. That's enough to to keep me busy, for, you know, for the whole week and, you know, you know, gas or whatever I need to do. And it's maybe, you know, a few people throughout the week. Photography, I did, I did graphic design since middle school and then I got into high school I did yearbook and then I had birthday money saved up and I and I used all my birthday money for a camera <laughs> and then from there on out it just slowly as the years progressed um got into more photography and uh yeah hopefully slowly going into maybe weddings and like party events and stuff like that it's a lot of creativity combined but I'm able to choose my hours and do nursing at the same time and have enough time to study. So that's where, that's what was most important to me is doing stuff, but I'm able to focus on school. Yeah. Well, you have amazing hair too. So that doesn't hurt. Thank you. I just a little wild. I need a haircut. I love it. (laughs) No, you know, it's funny as I talk to more and more healthcare people, everyone has a creative outlet because I think to be drawn into healthcare, especially nursing, you have to have a certain kind of empathy and a certain kind of heart that leads you to want to help people be there for them. Sacrifice, you know, your holidays with your families and, you know, it, nursing is not for the faint of heart. So I think there certain kind of people are drawn to that, but so that is in alignment with um, creativity and it's great to have other outlets as outside of um, nursing to be able to kind of express yourself but it's really interesting because everyone I talk to like especially nurses they all have some sort of creative outlet whether it's like writing poetry or drawing or uh, acting or whatever it is photography it's very interesting because I, I just think that it kind of shows that there's this certain kind of person that goes yeah. into care that is also kind of an empathetic type of person, expressive, creative. And who knows, you know, maybe you'll be able to combine all of this. You'll be like the nurse that's helping out in the emergency room and then someone's in the ICU for a week or two and they need a haircut, you know, you can do do like before and after photo, you know, like makeover style. (laughs) If you could tell your younger self anything like uh, advice or I wish I had known this, what do you have any kind of advice or what would that be? Yeah, I think, I think it would be, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, I was in high school, just always stressed about like, what am I going to, what's my career going to be? When am I going to find what is for me? Um, And I, you know, I wasn't always the best in, in high school. Like, I mean, I would get A's, B's and C's, but they weren't straight A's, you know, um, I would always have a creative outlet, do creative things, but I never felt like there was any worth in that until becoming older and seeing, you know, businesses needing certain stuff, other people, you know, there's needs for anything. 
So whatever you want to do, you can make that into a business. People want to play video games their whole life. That's totally fine. You can go on Twitch and stream it. You can be a you know, Twitch streamer. You can't, but everything has to come with a price, right? Consistency is the price that you have to pay. So no matter whatever you want to do, be consistent at it, but never lose hope and don't be so hard on yourself. That's really good advice. I think consistency is the key. I always try to tell myself that, you know, when um, you get discouraged or something's not turning out the way that you want it, or you're still trying to learn something, you know, you're going to fail a lot before you get to the place that you want to get to, but you just have to keep showing up. You have to keep trying and you have to keep showing up. And even if, if you wanted to be a video gamer and do Twitch, like you might only have one person watch for a week or two. And then, you know, you, but you have to keep showing up, keep creating the content. If it was easy, everyone would do it. So it's not right. So there's always a select few. Everyone's watching other people and be like, I wish I was like him, but they don't know what that person went through to get to that position. Right. So, yeah. And I love that you're showing a, like an entrepreneurial spirit and also just showing you're thinking outside the box that you don't just have to be one thing. You don't just have to be a nurse like you can be a nurse and you can also be a barber and you can do uh you know photography and you can be a we're all multifaceted so you can be more than just one thing one certain focus doesn't have to take your entire life you know um yeah. I, I i was talking to like a travel nurse before where they kind of were like well i really wanted to travel and have adventure and so i combined my love for helping people with my sense of adventure and then you know, voila, there you go. So I think yeah. it's important for people listening and watching to just remember that you can think outside the box. You don't have to do something one way. There's there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And also you can pursue multiple things at the same time. For, for me, it wasn't, I didn't learn barbering and photography both together. It was one year, I, you know, it was one focus there and then another year that focus there. So, um, you know, don't over, anyone who's trying to do multiple things, don't overwhelm yourself you know, just make sure you give yourself time for one thing to at least learn it and then, you know, learn another thing. So yeah, um, you really committed, you, you exactly. spent money, you, then you needed to learn. So then you understood, okay, well, I'm going to have to, if I really want to be good at cutting hair and I want eventually people to pay me to do this, then I'm going to have to make sacrifices to learn this skill and learn this craft. So I'm going to have to offer to cut people's hair for free. Um, it's probably the same with photography. Like, oh, yeah. can I take your picture for free? Can I, I need to work on, like, I want to make headshots or I want to do this kind of photography. Can I come to your wedding and just be an extra photographer? You know, and then as your work gets better and people start to see, and then you get word of mouth and then eventually you start to make money doing it, but you can't always do that right out the gate. But there I love the commitment that you have where you're like, I'm in this a hundred percent, like, now I need to make it pay, pay me back. And I think that's the kind of gung-ho, like spitfireness you need to pursue really anything. You know, you can't really half-ass your way through stuff. It's just, you're not going to be successful at it. Exactly. Any other fun stories in nursing school or things that you thought were going to be different than like expectations versus reality? During, going into nursing school, I had, I didn't know exactly what to expect. Um, I thought everything was going to be structured properly, uh, but going into clinicals, I, you know, you realize quick that um, it's kind of a mess. Um, a lot of nurses got to figure stuff out on their own. 
Um, it's everything's not pretty straightforward. And there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of creative nurses. There's a lot of creativity that goes on behind, you know, just being a nurse coming up with, you know, what works for you, making sure, you know, time management and managing, you know, different many patients and what they need, what their needs are. Right. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of that that's going on. I thought there was, I thought there was a big backbone for nurses, but it's really not nurses are the backbone themselves. They take on all the pressure and at the end of the day, you know, trying to lift up their patient. I started off doing med surge. Med surge is like, you know, and I know in some places like East Coast, they might have up to eight patients. Um, in California, from my understanding, I think it's up to five. It, it, it can get crazy. You have to, you know, make sure you give everyone's a medication on time. And then also making sure whatever the, the, whatever needs they have, they get addressed as well. And sometimes you'll be behind. And that got overwhelming for me because that's not something I um, experienced as a volunteer. I was only a volunteer, right? And then I never got to experience really the back end of things. Mm -hmm. But as I got into further into nursing, um, I, I just had labor and delivery OB um, section of my semester um the my fifth semester and I got to be at the NICU with the with the babies and um and that was that was nice I mean you know some of the nurses might take care of one baby depending on how sick they are and you know max up to three and it was my first experience with ICU and I you know nurses will either have one to two patients on in the ICU but you know never really five so there's, there's different types of nursing, different, it works for everyone differently. Some people are able to do time management and take care of all that and be cool with all that stress. Um, you know, every, every nursing position can be stressful, but it's what works for you. And I was just overwhelmed because my first year was pretty much just all med surge. And I was all like, there's no way this is just nursing. Like I, I went from experiencing like emergency uh, medicine and then going into med surge and thinking like, this is just what nursing is. And this is what I just have to accept that. But then going to different specialties is I'm like, okay, whew, there's <laughs> different stuff for me that I can venture off to and I'll be fine and I'll enjoy it and I can, I can like be cool with and just learn a lot of. So. Yeah. That's really awesome that you get to kind of dive into the different specialties and kind of, it helps you decide what you like, where your passion really is. Because like we were talking about, there's so many different ways to be a nurse, so many different avenues, yeah, different departments. And... Yeah. So it's like maybe med surge isn't for you, you know, but but maybe something else is more your speed. But also what you're talking about is, you know, something that we talk a lot about, which is safe, you know, staff patient ratios and making sure that our healthcare workers aren't overwhelmed with having so many patients that they can't give the proper care that they want to give because there's only so much time in the day and so much shift to do and so much there's just it's impossible so we really i know in california i think that they passed a law where you're only allowed to have a certain number of patients per nurse but it's not like that throughout the whole country yet you know exactly. you have to follow suit but it's definitely a fight that we're on board with and you know trying to make sure that you guys are protected and safe as well because at the end of the day if you make a mistake even though the hospital didn't staff you appropriately with a number a number of patients at the end of the day the hospital is going to blame the nurse 
And that was true with that woman who- The Redonda. Yeah. And it's like- The medication error, which was, you know, predominantly it was a system. It it was a, you know, hospital system problem, but- Yeah, but when you're up against a hospital and you're just a nurse, you're one person, you know- You're a human. That's, you're not, you know, like you're a human being taking care of other human beings there's mistakes bound to happen mm-hmm. and you can only do so much, you know, like other people, people who don't go into the profession, you know, they don't get to experience what, you know, other nurses go through and it's, it's it gets, it gets overwhelming, gets difficult, but at the end of the day, you're human, right? So it's just like the hospitals should um, be looking out for the nurse's best interest because, you know, at the end of the day, there's yeah. without 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 healthcare, without staff, without nurses, no one's taking care of the patients. Exactly. And you're also like you're having to work under pressure, especially in an emergency room situation. You know, there's a lot going on. So it's just it, we gotta help our healthcare workers by making sure that nurses are protected and they don't they aren't overwhelmed as much as we can help them not be overwhelmed because it's already an overwhelming job but you know we can we can do things like make sure that we have safe patient staff ratios well sierra i want to make sure i get your social media handles for anybody who wants to come follow you check out your journey in nursing school he's got one more semester left he's going to be doing i'm sure he'll be doing a lot of posts on the NCLEX and how he's studying for it so would you mind giving us those yeah, so my Instagram, and you can find me on TikTok as well. It's uh, actual art, so it's A C T U A L, actual, and then art, A R T. And you just search that up, I should pop up. Yes, he has all kinds of amazing content. You guys have to check it out. He's telling fun stories. He's doing dances. He's <laughs> he's doing all kinds of fun stuff. Advice. Yeah, I try to I try to diversify it. So yeah, if you guys you know need any advice, hit me in the DMs. I will try my best to answer and you know be the best resource of information for you guys. Thank you so much for joining our Crafting Wellness podcast. Mm-hmm.